up on Metro FM, weekdays, 5 till 9 a.m. Well, certainly what's been making news uh, for the last couple of days now is uh, Discam and uh, the leaked memo from the CEO, which was basically announcing measures that it would be taking to accelerate transformation within the company. The memo has since been retracted. Uh, however, measures taken by the company to tackle transformation have really highlighted the Employment Equity Amendment Bill of 2020, which is still waiting for President Cyril Ramaphosa's signature. So what are these changes to the employment equity regulations and what are they going to do for country? How will they possibly help transform our economy? Joining us now is Cindy Ross, employment law and labor relations expert from Imani Consult. Good morning. Morning, how are you doing? We are great, thank you. Uh, let, let's talk about um, this one for a second. I mean, how do employment equity laws work in terms of how companies hire people? And what do these laws prescribe when it comes to race and gender? So currently, how the employment-related companies have to um, have an employment equity plan, this plan obviously has to factor in that a company's workforce needs to reflect the demographics of the country, but specifically looking at and making special provisions for gender, race, and then people with disabilities. Mm, 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 mm. Now, with regards to that, how will the amended bill affect how, you know, companies work towards just transforming their staff? So the two major um, changes that the amendment is proposing is the change, uh, firstly, to who needs to comply. Mm. So they've changed the definition and made it less onerous on small businesses. So small businesses won't have to have employment equity plans, but there's more pressure on big businesses. Mm. And the second major change, which I think is going to be the game changer, is the power of the minister. So the new proposed changes gives the, the minister the power to, to um, set sectorial targets. Uh-huh. Right. And, and what happens to companies who don't comply with, um, you know, these, 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 uh, these, these laws? So um, if a company has found during an audit that they're not complying, um, the minister is allowed to set fines. The fines are normally around 2% of your annual turnover, which is a lot. And um, the second one, I think, that affects them the most is you wouldn't be issued with a non-compliance, or you'd be issued with a non-compliance certificate, which obviously affects your ability to trade. So you wouldn't be able to trade with government. A lot of mining companies wouldn't trade with you either. Yeah, and and why do you think that would be the case, why a company simply wouldn't meet the target? Because the assumption is, well, there's a a, a good mix of people in South Africa. Yes, of course, majority black. So it should, and, and, uh, you know, um, a massive female population. So it shouldn't be hard to find these people. So then why do some companies find themselves in these scenarios? I think there's various um, reasons for it. Some people, I think, just got away with it because they've never been audited. And I think that is what's happening currently in the media. A lot of people have been audited and are now being forced to make these, um, to comply. Um, so the the reasons generally vary. Some are just lazy because um, I've sat in matters where they'll tell you they can't find black engineers and you send them the CVs and then they say, oh. Um, so like I said, hmm. it varies. Sure, absolutely. Cindy, thanks for uh, that short and sharp uh, conversation on just giving us insights on that. Cindy Ross, employment law and labor relations expert from Imani Consult. And we did ask you earlier how diverse your work environment is, whether you're looking at management and you're saying in management, there are no black people or there are no women. Mm.
you know, or, or maybe there's been a shift, right? Um, and, and in other positions in the company as well. What's the mix? What's the vibe? And what are you assessing with uh, the places that you find yourself you work at? And I also wanted to ask, since we spoke about the general sense in the SABC building, obviously rolling it down to Metro FM as a whole management and et cetera, on air, do you feel like there's a beautiful, diverse of radio DJs, radio broadcasters on air? Well, from a, a gender mix, yeah, absolutely, sure. it's mixed. I mean, practically every show is mixed. Correct. In terms of gender. Yes. Um, in terms of race, uh, well, I mean, hey. Thanks, Owen, honey, we love you. <laughs> it's where you at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what Owen has to do with this, but uh, it's fine. I'm just making it colorful. That's it. <laughs> That's all. I love that side of the color that you bring on, my friend. <laughs> right, send us your comments on our question this morning, zero six. Wake up on Metro FM, weekdays 5 till 9 a.m.